told her. Why? To sit. That is, if it's not going to rain. Could you check that? inquired Freak. Fiona pulled out her phone and poked it. She tickled it, massaged it, then tapped it three times. Sunny tomorrow, warmer than usual for October. You do realize it doesn't make sense for this sofa to be here. Old man Underhill is throwing it out, I said. How do you know that? she asked. It's in front of his place. It's near his gate. Where else would it have come from? Who helped him bring it down from the house? Everybody says he lives alone. He's like a hundred years old. The driveway is really long. He couldn't have carried this thing all the way down by himself. I turned and looked over my shoulder. Beyond the wall, one turret of the old house was visible above the trees at the top of the hill. The morning sun glinted off something in the uppermost window. Maybe it walked here, suggested Freak. Fiona and I looked at him. Look at the feet! The sofa had feet, four of them, one at each corner, made of dark wood carved to resemble dragon claws. Each claw clutched a wooden ball. River's right, said Freak. Who else would have furniture like this? It's old, it's clunky, it's creepy. It's gotta be old man Underhill's. Fiona twirled a few strands of her long black hair around one of her fingers. Have either of you ever seen a trash can out here? We discussed it and decided we hadn't. But I once saw a grocery delivery truck go in the gate, I said. Maybe garbage trucks go in the same way. Either that, said Freak, or that's one messy house. A couple of bright yellow maple leaves chased each other down the road. I leaned back on the sofa, closed my eyes, and tilted my face toward the sun. After a minute or two, I felt Freak and Fiona relax into the cushions, too. Flash mob today? asked Freak. I wouldn't know, said Fiona, never having seen a flash mob, except on TV. I've certainly never been part of one, and I'm tired of you and your friend here. I felt myself jabbed in the ribs with a bony elbow, telling me I have. It doesn't even make sense as a joke. It's said in the paper that all of you in the flash mobs have agreed to deny you were part of a flash mob, said Freak. That's what I think is the really cool part. I haven't been able to shake anybody, not even you. And you usually blab things like crazy. You're an idiot, Fiona stated. How's that for blabbing? My eyes opened at the sound of an engine to our right, where the bus usually came from. When the red hood of a convertible came into view instead, Fiona sat straight up, like a gopher popping out of its hole. She scrambled over the back of the sofa and hid behind it. Forgot your bag, said Freak. Fiona, moving faster than the speed of light, reached over the back of the sofa snagged her paisley print book bag, and disappeared again. Travis Miller, 
whose name Fiona had written in flowery letters on the inside of her science notebook, went by, on his way to being dropped off at school by his older brother. His brother had a cell phone pressed against the side of his head and didn't notice us, but Travis looked quizzically at the sofa as the car went by. Are they gone? came a quiet voice behind us. No, said Freak. Fiona, who knew Freak almost as well as I did, left her hiding place and sat back down. That was close, she said. Fiona was willing to hang out with Freak and me until the bus arrived, because the bus was always empty when it picked us up. It was the first stop on the bus route. If the morning conversation interested her, she might even sit with us once we got on the bus. But when the second stop came into view, she would find a new seat.